0: the pull and the call to go out for a year and just dedicate my entire life to somebody other than myself Mm -hmm. people other than me was just so strong one of the biggest struggles was finding that balance between Mm -hmm. being an authority and being a friend i just felt like it was all god and none of it was me i definitely did not have the the answers to everything go love Wow! go love. And you can do that anywhere, everywhere you go, to anybody.
1: What is up guys? Welcome to the podcast sponsored by the student missions department at Southern Adventist University.
2: We have the purpose of sharing mission stories and inspire others to go and serve Jesus with love. This is Eva Menites.
1: I'm Emily Schneider.
2: And welcome to Yours Yours to use. Use.
1: Today on the podcast, we have a junior psychology major.
2: She served in Hawaii for one year as a task force team.
1: A fun fact about her is that when she was in high school, she almost got hit by a bull when she was in Spain.
2: And her favorite hobby is to go running. Today we have in the podcast, Bella Bella Cinco! Cinco. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. We're very happy to have you here and to listen to your story.
1: Yeah, thank you. So to start out, we are going to do a little trivia to see, check, (laughs) I guess, your knowledge of Hawaii. So you're going to have one minute. I'm going to ask you questions. If you know it, just answer. If you don't know, it's okay. You can just skip, okay?
2: So far, the (laughs) record, Melanie Hansen has it. Mm. She answered of all no. of the questions. Of course <laughs> Mel has not <it. laughs> So let's see if you can okay. break the record. I don't yeah. know.
1: It's okay? pretty good. You so. got it, you got it. But so. I believe in you. You got this. Okay, okay
2: so we have the timer. You okay. ready?
1: Okay, let's go. One,
2: two, three.
1: Okay, what are the colors of the flag? Red, blue and white. Okay, what's the capital city? Honolulu. Um, what's the name of the place you served?
0: Like, the school? Yeah. Hawaiian Mission Academy.
1: Okay, what's the official language? English. Um, say one word in the local language.
0: <laughs> oh, um, haole.
1: Okay. Um, what is the, like, governor of Hawaii's name? Yeah, I don't know that. Okay, what's a local dish? Oh, um, musubi. Okay, what's a popular animal? Chickens, (laughs) Okay, (laughs) they're everywhere. (laughs) What's a popular tourist spot?
0: Oh, um, Alamoana
1: Mall. 10 seconds. Um, What's the population of the state? I don't know. A popular sport? Volleyball. Um, what's the name of the currency?
2: Time. (laughs) (laughs) Good job. You did very good, you did very good. How
1: many questions were there? There was a lot. I don't oh, have them okay. numbered so I'm not telling totally Mel sure. answered all of them? Yeah. I ran out of, of questions. What? I had to we come up with questions. <laughs> like on the spot. She was really good. <laughs> yeah. Dang. But you did I very know. good too. You did Thanks. Really Thanks. very
2: good. So yeah, we want to start to listen to your story. But yeah. first tell us how did you decide to become a missionary?
0: Yeah, so when I was in high school, um, my senior year of high school, uh twenty nineteen to twenty twenty I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do after high school. Mm. Um, I knew I wanted to go to college eventually at some point, but really? I definitely wanted to take a break and do service, mm. um, some sort of like volunteer work and missionary work. Kind of was just the thing that I was like able to look at, look into. And so I was actually planning on going to the Philippines for a year okay. and living with my aunt and helping her in her clinic because she has her own clinic. And then COVID yeah. didn't let that happen. So I was very much in denial. I still mm. was planning on doing that, going through with that plan all the way up until mid summer, I mm-hmm. would say, July, almost August. And then another, like a huge wave of COVID came and like international borders shut down. And so my plan was very much, yeah, not doable anymore. And so I was in denial of it. I was like, I don't really want to go to college right now, but like I had no choice. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go. So I picked a random university and (laughs) (laughs) and then I went. Um, So yeah, and then I, I loved it. I mean, Mm -hmm. I absolutely loved being in college and getting involved with everything, different clubs, um, essay, things like that. And so I got very involved and was there for two years. So I did my freshman and sophomore year at Walla Walla Mm -hmm. and I was very very involved. I was very excited about all the things I had going on and then towards the end of my sophomore year I was like Man, I I still feel this call, mm-hmm. like this pull from God. Like it's been two years, but it's still there and it's still present. And a lot of my friends were who were either out on mission years or who had returned from mission mm. years. I got to talking to them. And you know when you talk to yeah. fellow student yeah. missionaries, you're like so convincing. you're like, oh my goodness, like <laughs> yeah. I have to do it. I have to go out. Yeah. And so there were so many things that were lining up, opportunities for me that were lining up to stay in Mm. Walla Walla, to come back for junior year and do all of these things. But the pull and the call to go out for a year and just dedicate my entire life to somebody other than myself, Mm -hmm. people other than me was just so strong. And so I was like, you know what, I have been not so much ignoring the call Mm -hmm. for the past two years, but like buried it a little bit and it was resurfacing. So yeah, that's how I decided.
2: (laughs) Wow, that's awesome.
1: So how did you decide specifically to, like go to hawaii and be a task force dean though because it sounds like you have this call to serve but how did yeah. you decide where to go
0: yeah so i decided i want to wanted to look at locations mm. that were needing deans mm-hmm. um i didn't necessarily want to be a teacher yeah. um, or have that be my entire position and i'm not in the medical field so i mean deaning was like the thing that i was excited about i was mm-hmm. an ra um, at Walla Walla, okay. and so...
2: So you kind of had the experience, yes. right, your <laughs> life.
0: Yeah, exactly, and just like talking to people, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. And so, being a dean was kind of my, my default. And so okay. I was looking at different locations on the website of places that were accepting deans, mm-hmm. and my first choice um, was in New Zealand.
2: New Ooh. Zealand. Wow. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice.
0: Yeah. So I was looking at New Zealand and that was like the place that I was going to go to. But then the third or fourth wave of COVID hit. Mm. And I know, right? yeah, yes, <laughs> gotta love it. So that happened. They shut their borders down completely to mm. anyone outside. Um, and so then I was looking at Denmark. Uh Denmark was the next location that was accepting deans and I actually had like an interview with the Uh principal and stuff and I was like okay like this is looking promising but I had I had a friend from Walla Walla who was born and raised in Hawaii and that's Uh where he's from and he was going back there to also do um, like a mission year. He okay. was a pastor oh, no way. Okay. and he was graduating from Walla Walla and he was gonna go back to his home mm. and go there and he told me about Hawaiian Mission Academy and how they're always needing task force deans okay. and I had not even seen like the co- the location on mm-hmm. the website or anything like that it was solely from him wow. and so he told me about it got me in contact with the principal mm-hmm. and yeah that's kind of just where it led really
2: wow yeah so it's like he inspired you to go there yeah right? <laughs> Yeah. wow that's that's awesome and i have a i have a question once you got to the place right once you got to hawaii how was the culture you know how was the culture yeah. because i know that hawaii is part of the states right how different it is hawaii <laughs> from the states just tell us you that lived there tell us how was it was it different what was like the main difference that you found in Hawaii compared to the states from mainland?
0: Yeah, yeah, so it was it was very different, it's very yeah. different. When you go there, you don't really feel like it's part of the states. Yeah. Um, the culture was, I loved it, I absolutely loved it. There's, the minority there is uh, Caucasian, so mm. there is not like a lot of white people or anything like there. Um, it's mostly like Asian cultures, Mm, native Hawaiian, uh, Pacific Islander. Mm, That's definitely, it's in the islands, Pacific islands. So that's definitely like the leading cultures that live there. And so, yeah, it's, it's very different. You can say like the U S the States are kind of like a melting pot, but like in Hawaii, it's definitely mostly like. Mm. Um, dominant like asian pacific islanders yeah, yeah.
2: do you get to do any anything fun in hawaii like <laughs> to explore mm-hmm. i don't know like the beautiful beaches or something yeah. like that
0: yeah so i mean it's beautiful the landscape everything is gorgeous i went on a lot of fun hikes mm-hmm. Um, In the mountains was beautiful, and of course the beaches, the beaches are so good. Um, (laughs) But I think the most fun that I had was when I went to the beaches with the kids, and they were able to teach me how to bodyboard, (gasps) and so so they're so good. Like, they're really good. I didn't know you could be that good, Um, so they tried to teach me. I think I learned a little bit how to do it, so that was probably like the most fun that I had, yeah.
2: any of your favorite dishes,
0: Oh, Hawaiian dishes? Oh my goodness. So in addition to being a task force dean, mm-hmm. we were also cooks for the school. Really? So we helped the head dean of mm-hmm. the academy is also the head cook of the Whoa. school. So we kind of had, like we're living double lives. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we were, helping him mm. cook in the kitchen every single day. We would make lunch for mm. the entire school. Wow. So we were like, we were the kitchen staff yeah. <laughs> and he has all of his own recipes. He makes all of his own food. So good. Um, I think my favorite dish though from him, I that I was able to learn how to make mm-hmm. was Tofu poke, Mm. so tofu poke, (laughs) so good. Um, Poke is usually like raw fish, right? Um, But we use tofu for it, and because I'm not a huge like spicy person, Uh he was able to teach me how to make like a non-spicy one, and so. We, yeah, we really bonded over like trying to create a (laughs) non-spicy tofu (laughs)
2: poke. But it was
0: fun and that like ended up being like my favorite dish. Wow, that's so nice. Yeah. That's really interesting.
1: (laughs) So what exactly were you doing like on a day-to-day basis? So you're deaning, you're cooking. Yeah. So like walk us through a day. What were you usually up to?
0: Yeah. So there were three of us, three task force deans for Mm -hmm. the dorm and every week we would have one day off but the okay. rest of the days we were working so we were also working during the weekends as well okay so what a typical day looks like um we split the day up into three shifts morning mm. afternoon and evening shift oh. and so i'll walk through a day for like a morning shift for example okay. so the campus is gated mm-hmm. um Because it's in the middle of the city, so it's kind of dangerous. Um, Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, kind of a dangerous location, a little bit. Right. Because you
2: know, like usually academies, they are, and academies and Adventist universities, they are in the country, in the countryside. Yeah. you're saying that this one was in the city yeah so smack
0: dab in the middle of downtown honolulu wow very oh, downtown. yeah yeah huh. yeah we were about like eight minutes away from Ala moana mall wow so we were really like right there in the heart <laughs> of it yeah so it was gated um yeah. so i would wake up around like six around six o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. to open up the gate um mm-hmm. to open up campus And then in the lobby, we would wait for the kids to kind of file out of the dorm to go to classes. Mm. So we would wait, we would check them out as they went out of the dorm to go to school. Mm -hmm. And once the entire dorm was empty, Mm -hmm. there were no more kids, we would lock up the dorm.
2: So Uh,
0: around like eight o'clock, so Mm -hmm. classes started at eight o'clock. So we would lock up the dorm once all of the kids got out. um, And then I would go straight to the kitchen Uh Where we, around like 9 o'clock, we would start helping the head dean um, cook meals, cook the meal, cook lunch for the day. And so, around like 9-ish, that would start, and then we would end, oh, we would cook the meal, but Mm -hmm. we would also serve the meal to the kids as well.
2: For everyone in the school.
0: Yes the wow. entire this for school for the
2: dorm, for the dorm students? No,
0: not just dorms. So it would be the cafeteria, like the school cafeteria. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we would cook lunch every single day for the entire school. All wow. the teachers, all the <laughs> students. Yeah. A lot.
1: yeah. Approximately how many people were you feeding like
0: every lunchtime? Um so there was about, student population was about 70 to 80 students, okay. Okay. And then plus staff. Yeah. So maybe like 100, 100. or under, un- under right. 100 meals. Okay. Yeah, every day.
2: Wow, so. That's still a lot. Yeah. <laughs> every day. Yeah. <laughs> including the weekends?
0: So Monday through Friday for the whole school, but on the weekends we would cook for the dorm. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So we would do that. We would cook for lunch, serve mm-hmm. lunch, and then also clean up afterwards. Mm-hmm. So do dishes, clean the cafeteria. <laughs> mm-hmm. All
2: fun stuff. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> was,
0: the large majority of my day was spent in the cafeteria. Right. Yeah, so from like 9 to 1.30, yeah. around that time, one thirty two, And then afterwards, we would supervise study hall in the mm-hmm. school library okay. for the whole school, once again. So not just the dorm students, right. but everyone in the school. Um, And then after study hall, it would be around like 3 o'clock, so 3 o'clock is when classes end, Mm -hmm. classes get out. And then the afternoon shift happens, and the kids, the dorm kids, Mm -hmm. go back to the dorm and start chores. So they were all given chores Mm. um, to do, and so they would do their chores, go to basketball practice, volleyball practice, whatever practice they had to go to. Um, We would take them to the weight room sometimes to work out. That's fun. Um, So like after school stuff and then leading into evening, uh, we also uh, served dinner for the dorm Mm -hmm. kids um, in the evening. And then 7 Mm o'clock, we would have dorm worship. So every Mm -hmm. night, Monday through Thursday, we would do dorm worship and then Friday Vespers. And so we would have worship. And then we would do a study hall in the dorm it's just mm-hmm. the dorm kids and then lights out after study hall Wow! so it was a, it's a pretty packed day yes. um, yeah
2: it sounds like you were very yeah.
0: busy <laughs> yeah
2: yeah so. you know being a, a dean for high schoolers mm-hmm. it's it's tough right <laughs> especially when you're dealing with this age group, this age group. it's mm-hmm. like from 15 to 18 something like that yeah around right? that's yeah 15 to mm-hmm. 18. And I know that that's tough. And I'm because you, when I was in high school, I know, I, wasn't <laughs> I, know I was not the best. I know I was in the best. <laughs> so chair. I know that my deans <laughs> had a lot of patience with me yeah. and with my classmates. Yeah. How was with you? What was what were some of the challenges or some of the difficulties that you faced as a task force dean?
0: Yeah. In regarding the the kids, I think. One of the biggest struggles was finding that balance between mm. being an authority and being a friend. Mm. Yeah. Yes. With them being so close to us in age, yeah. I mean, I'm 21 and the other task force workers were like in their 20s, mm-hmm. and like the <laughs> oldest kids that we have in the dorm are 18. Yeah. So, and then the youngest ones we have are like 14, 15 years old. Mm-hmm. So it's really not like a huge, huge age gap. Right. And so trying to really find that balance between you know, I'm your dean, but then I also am
2: like a friend,
0: you know. So I think that was the biggest struggle and I still don't know if I ever ended up finding that balance. Mm -hmm. I think there were so many things throughout the year that I messed up on and learned from and Mm -hmm. tried to do better. Um, Because my passion for wanting to be a task force dean specifically was I wanted To kind of get that mentor figure that I felt like I never got in high school Mm. um, because I went to a boarding academy yeah and so I wanted to be there for them in Mm. the capacity that I thought that I needed when I was in high school and so just trying to find that balance was a little bit of a struggle yeah Yeah. that makes sense
2: wow yeah
0: yeah I feel like most of
1: the um I guess, returned student missionaries who have done um, task force deaning, they always mention that. Yeah. Just, like, finding the balance. um, Yeah. yeah, It's really challenging. Um, Do you have any stories um, that you would like to share that, like, stand out to you in your mind, like, really impactful moments, like, I don't know, interaction with a student or, like, something where you really saw God, like, show up for you during the year?
0: Mm. So there are specific moments, Mm -hmm. but I definitely had these specific moments with multiple kids. Mm. Definitely not all of them, but there were select few where I had Mm -hmm. really, really good God moments Yeah, where I just felt like it was all God and none of it was me. Mm. Um, There were a lot of moments where I had tough conversations Mm. with some of the kids and they would like they would ask me tough questions like how do I become more self-aware or why do the classic why do bad things happen to good people that's such a hard one yeah Yeah. um and then it would go from like one end of the spectrum to the other like am I gonna go to hell because I'm gay like am I gonna go to hell for like all these things and it's like I definitely did not have the the answers to everything Mm. but I know that through those moments having those conversations with Mm -hmm. each and every one of them that God spoke through me because I could not have gotten through any of those conversations without him wow that was
1: really cool I love how you're just able to acknowledge and see how it was God who was working through you and just being willing to like let him work through you. That's yeah. really cool. Um, are there any specific lessons that you learned from um, your year as a dean that really stand out to you?
0: Yes, so the biggest lesson that uh-huh. I took away from the year is that having both a positive and growth mindset mm. is so important. Mm. Wow. Um, it could really just make or break your experience. Having a positive growth mindset going into any new experience is going to make or break it. And that was, it became so clear to me throughout the year. Mm -hmm. um, Because of course, as any SM, I had some sort of expectations going into the experience. And you know, when those expectations aren't met, you have one of two choices, right? You can either be sad or mad Mm -hmm. or frustrated, or you can you can take what is ever thrown at you and you can run with it. Yep. And so flexibility mm-hmm. is a huge thing, but I think the mindset is really, is really what drives your experience and like what drives how you're going to have a good experience because like you not only need to be flexible, but you mm. also need to be open-minded because yes. you're, you're stepping into a completely new environment, new culture, mm. new experience. You're meeting tons of new people from different backgrounds, different cultures, mm-hmm. and different ways of living. Yes. And so if you don't have that open mindset, yeah. it's it's not gonna be a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
2: Bella, I wanna ask you this. Yes. And a lot of people that go to Hawaii or you know, I have friends that have gone to Hawaii to serve as student missionaries. <sighs> And I always hear this question being like, yo, you went to Hawaii? Yo, Mm -hmm. do they need missionaries in Hawaii? (laughs) Did you go to Hawaii to be a missionary or to just for vacation? What do you have to say about that? Do you think (laughs) Hawaii needs missionaries? How do you deal with that? What do Mm -hmm. you think about that? Mm -hmm. That's a good question.
0: (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much for asking that. Um, When I had decided to go be a student missionary in Hawaii, I immediately got comments like that from Mm -hmm. everyone, everyone that I talked to. I started to become very hesitant of telling people where I was going because of that stigma of missionaries going to Hawaii. And to that, I will say, why send missionaries anywhere? Like why send missionaries to any location, any city, any town, any country Mm. in the world, right? Mm. And to answer that is because every single place needs missionaries. Amen. Every single area in the world needs missionaries. Everyone needs help. Mm. Every single, every single person, every single city, town, country, everywhere in the world needs missionaries and to expand a little bit more mm. about this, is that okay? Yeah, okay. Go for it. <laughs> um, when we look at what a missionary is, mm. right? And I think it all comes from, it all stems from that stigma, stems from what somebody's perception of a missionary is. Yeah. That's very true. And yeah, so, yeah, totally. like, everyone has their own preconceived ideas of what a missionary is. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I even grew up like that too. Like a missionary, the first thing that pops into your head is somebody going into a third world country and like serving like in the streets or something, you know, type of thing. And so I think the first thing to look at is what is your perception of what a student missionary is? What is the uh, definition of what a student missionary is? And so What I will say is from what I've learned living Mm -hmm. there for a year, I am definitely no expert. I'm definitely (laughs) like not a local or anything. Um, I definitely don't know a lot, but what Mm -hmm. I have learned from my time there. Um, and I talked to one of my friends about this is that in Hawaii, there is this concept of Malama Mm -hmm. and Malama is basically this idea that. Hawaiians have that they not only care for the earth and mm. their planet, but they care for everybody around them, mm. like it's their home. Right. Everything around them is their home. Right. And so when I say like everyone in the world needs Jesus, like that does not exclude Hawaii, mm. that does not exclude this country or that country mm. or anything like that. Um, but I definitely think living there for a year i have learned that western perception of hawaii is paradise right, yes. right. it's it's like this playground almost this place you <laughs> go to for vacation mm. to have fun right. and that's definitely a westerns perspective, western perspective on what hawaii like what hawaii is mm. and living there for a year i spent a lot of times like with the kids Uh, meeting their families, talking Mm. to their families, and things like that. And Hawaii to them is home, it's their home. Mm -hmm. And a Western perspective will view Hawaii as like, this is a place to spend vacation, this is a place to go because it's paradise. And there are so many things that are taken from Hawaii, Mm -hmm. are taken from these people's homes, Mm -hmm. you know. And it's like for example like if someone were to go into your home you know and like right. just treat it you know um like Have it's just like help. a place yeah. Yeah, yeah you know and so learning that being there for a year mm-hmm. and learning and having conversations with the kids and their families mm. um, they really view Hawaii as their home you know mm-hmm. and it's definitely not it is a boarding academy, Hawaiian Mm -hmm. Mission Academy, but it's not comparative to the States. Um, It's not somewhere where like rich families have gone and sent off their kids. Mm. It's definitely like these families are working paycheck to paycheck to send these kids to HMA, to send these kids Mm. to make sure they get the, you know, the education and like have a spiritual environment and Mm, all these things. And so, to bring it all back, Mm -hmm. um, everywhere in the world needs Jesus. And Mm -hmm. that does not exclude anywhere. It doesn't exclude anyone. And so, yeah.
2: And I just think that's something beautiful that we need to learn. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, as you were saying, like, we have this perception of missionaries. It's just those that are going to, you know, places where it's, like, very hard to find, like, primary things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like water, food, mm-hmm. shelter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But really, being a missionary, it's sharing Jesus. Yeah. It's sharing love. Yeah. It's yeah. serving. Mm-hmm. That's a true missionary, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I went to serve as a, as a missionary in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Hong Kong is a first-world country. Yeah. Right. It's a big city. one of the most developed cities in the world. Mm-hmm. And once I was told that, you know, because you're in Hong Kong, you're not doing real missionary work. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think you're right. Yeah. I don't think no. you're right. Mm-hmm. Because being a missionary, it's not that, that it goes like, and, you know, I struggle with some physical needs. But being a missionary, you know, there's a lot of people that I struggle, not just physically. Yeah. Yeah. But also emotionally, mm-hmm. spiritually, mm-hmm. and being a missionary is just bringing Jesus, mm-hmm. serving them with love, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. bringing happiness to their lives. Showing, yeah. being the feet and the hands of Jesus in that moment. Yeah, being a missionary is, you know, bring bringing missions yeah. everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's not just a, a trip. It's Mm -hmm. not just an outreach, Mm -hmm. being a missionary is just bringing missions, bringing service everywhere Mm -hmm. you go. Anything you can do everywhere in the world, everywhere you go. Absolutely.
0: It's a lifestyle. It's not just, it's not just, oh, I did it for a year or I did it for six weeks and I'm done. That's not what it is. Like you're living, this is your life. You are living to serve and you're living your life serving. And so I think in regards to that question, I think. The problem or the issue isn't, when people say comments like that, the problem or the issue isn't maybe that I'm going to Hawaii to be a student missionary. Mm. I think the problem is people don't understand what a student missionary is, Mm. what a missionary is. And so, um, like the the mission statement that I had throughout the year was go love. Mm. Wow! Go love. And you can do that anywhere, everywhere you go, to anybody. Right. And that is what a missionary is. Mm. It is somebody who wakes up every single day and goes and loves. Amen. Right? That's beautiful. So. That's
2: beautiful. <laughs> to go and love like Jesus. You know, exactly. That's what He did. So, something we can learn from that. And everywhere, big, series, big mm-hmm. cities, big mm. cities, small towns, we all need Jesus, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so I, w- I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, was there any Bible verses that, you know, were very important for you during your, during, during your mission year? Any Bible verses that helped you to make it through the year?
0: Yeah. So my favorite Bible verse has mm-hmm. always been Matthew 6:34, and it says, Do not worry about tomorrow, for mm. tomorrow will worry about itself. Today has enough trouble of its own. Yeah. And so, throughout the year, it was a very busy year. Mm-hmm. Every single day, we were working from sunrise to sunset, late mm-hmm. into the evening sometimes, and it got so, so busy that I was, I was constantly worrying about what the next day had planned, what the next day held for us, especially when there were struggles happening in the dorms with mm-hmm. the kids and stuff. I was always, a lot of times, I would go to bed anxious, almost, like, and dreaming about, like, certain situations, like, things that we would have to address the next day. And I was, like, always constantly, like, worried about something, whatever Mm -hmm. it was. And so throughout the year, this Bible verse helped me a lot. Like, I just had to keep repeating it and repeating it over and over and over again. Um, Because at the end of the day, like God is in control yeah. and I think as task force deans that a sense of us, we needed to be in control, right? Cause mm-hmm. we're like in control of these kids or like right. in control of our job or whatever we right. had to do. And so a lot of the times I would just forget that it's not really me who's right. in control. Yeah. It's all God, like yeah. he, he has it all under control.
2: Yeah, wow. yeah.
1: That is a really great verse. That is a personal favorite of mine too. Yeah. I feel like every day it's so good to just remember. Yeah, that was really good. Thank yeah. you for sharing yeah. that. So to kind of like wrap things up. Yeah. What would you say to someone who's maybe thinking about being a student missionary?
0: Yeah, I would say go for it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 100%. I think that even if you have the slightest, tiniest bit mm-hmm. of a calling to go to another place other than where you live, mm-hmm. to go and spend this the this amount of time with these people, mm-hmm. meeting new people, being with, um, being surrounded by a new culture, yeah. um, with the with the sole purpose of loving. Mm-hmm just showing them love, showing them Jesus with serving anybody other than yourself. Yeah. I think if you have the tiniest, incy little bit of that call in you, I think he should go. And it's not something to ignore, it's not mm. something to take lightly mm. because God has placed that call on your heart for a reason. Mm. And even even like my situation when he kind of placed that that little call in my heart when I was a senior in high school, And I kind of buried it, had it in the back of my head, until two years later. And I definitely don't regret. Yeah.
2: Wow, that's awesome. Well, Bella, thank you so much for being here in the podcast. We have one last gift for you. Mm -hmm. Oh. (laughs) Uh, We have a little gift for you. (laughs) Okay. And when we were talking outside of of the studio, uh, you were mentioning something that was very special to you. I asked you about what was something memorable in your mission year? Okay. And you said that, yeah, that you love gifts that people gave you and stuff. Okay. But something that impacted you the most is what? You said something about that is more, more beautiful. And it's those memories that bring
0: oh, you Oh, like pictures and videos. Pictures yes. and videos, yeah. right? Yeah.
2: Uh, so, we want to give you a little something.
0: Oh, so this is so hang cute! Up your
1: pictures. yes so, so you can hang your pictures. You can remember, <laughs> thank you. and every
2: time that you look at these pictures, that you can remember that your mission is not over. Yeah. you know that you are a missionary, not just for one year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That you are a missionary for the rest of your life. <gasps> thank so, you so much,
0: yeah. guys. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> so
2: thank you so much for that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah,
1: thank you. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for your authenticity. Yeah. Um, I feel like you just have such a great perspective on things, um, especially just what you were talking about being a missionary and stuff like that. I really enjoyed it. I felt like I (laughs) learned from what you you had to say. So thank you so much. Yeah,
0: thank you for having me. Yes. If
1: you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please make sure to share this with friends or family or someone you think who would enjoy listening.
2: And remember that God doesn't call the qualified, but he qualifies the call. See you in the next episode.